Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons, the uh, 2019 edition with uh, Chris Foley, of course, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, and uh, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2019 Buicks. Chris, good to see you again, man. Nice to see you, Mac. Of course, I didn't get my lessons over the winter like I need to <laughs> again this winter, so uh, I, I just about, uh, of course, you know me, I... I wonder if it's like Monday at 11. You know, I wonder if Chris has any time today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you're, you're not, not alone there, man. I know better. I know better than that, too. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's just like everything else. It's hard to find the time, you know? Yeah, yeah it really is. <laughs> <laughs> I just grabbed an article. I've been, uh, well, you kind of got me on this, uh, this uh, golf uh, RX deal. Um, Good articles, uh, just about every every week. There, definitely every week, and sometimes every day. Uh, Golf is not a con- game of consistent. Was the title by this Dennis Clark, and I just think that suits everybody in the golf world that we're going to talk to this year, and what all these teachers that were going to join us yeah. are going to talk about. And uh, Winston Churchill said, "The golf is a game whose aim is to hit a very small ball into a small hole." with weapons singularly ill-designed for the task. <laughs> <laughs> Love Churchill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just the uh, dynamics of it, uh, as DeChambeau knows. Uh, uh, the golf club is perhaps a 30-degree arc, uh, traveling at 90 miles per hour, attempting to hit a ball lying on the ground that is a 1.68 inches in diameter in less than two seconds. <laughs> Now, when we get right down to it, getting consistent results in golf is pretty much mission impossible. In fact, uh, the degrees of consistent are, are there. But when, when golf great Jack Nicklaus says in his, the, his best days, he might hit three or four perfect shots around. So where, where are the rest That's of us, right. Chris? That's right. You know, it's interesting. Every, it, it, almost everybody who comes to you says, you know, when they take a lesson, they want to become more consistent. But right. There, there really is no such thing in golf, uh, you know, even at the highest level. And it's, uh, you know, we're, the game of golf, we're always just making adjustments. And the, when, you, when you realize that, then it, uh, then it maybe becomes a little easier and, and our expectations aren't quite as, as hard, high or hard on ourselves. And then we play better golf. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, one, of the, one of the lines in this article as well. Uh, golf is not a game of consistent results, and expect uh, to expect it is unfair, damaging to our learning process and our level of enjoyment. As a coach and a teacher, that's probably one thing you're always trying to get across. Expect and accept the unexpected, and you will not be disappointed. We see the greatest players in the world every week at foul balls. They're just more consistent than the average golfer. Anticipating some unreasonable level of consistency is unrealistic at best and downright frustrating at worst, <laughs> which you see all the way with the best players in the world. This year we've seen two of the great players in the world kind of have temper tantrums out there, DeChambeau and, yeah. uh, and uh, Gar- Garcia. The unknown is, is what makes our game so wonderful. So that's, that's interesting. It's, uh, we're trying to be consistent. That's right. We can, we can just get the tiniest level of consistency. Yeah, no no doubt. And don't let the game bother you, right? I mean, well, it's hard it's hard to. You get you get so <laughs> invested in it and uh, uh 
you you think you should be able to do things that a lot of times when they when they go wrong it's our it's managing those levels of expectation and yeah uh you know we we've we talk about it all the time but uh the thing that separates the elite players from from you know the the average player is is that emotional resilience and being able to uh being able to bounce back from from poor shots and uh, playing great golf isn't necessarily about hitting more great shots. It's about hitting better bad shots. And when we can take your bad shots from, you know, way out in left field or way out in right field to more to the center, that's when you play your best golf. Yeah, yeah. We've certainly seen it on tour this year. There's a, uh, such a variety of ways to attack this game uh, from a consistency level. Yeah, I mean, the guys are all mashing the ball now we'll maybe get to some stats in a bit but i want to say there's a hundred guys driving it over 300 yards or close to it pretty close in the high 290s or 300s which used to be much less than that but uh we were saying before just before we went on the air the game is in such great shape there's so many great players i was just looking at the winter board since october leishman who had a terrific year last year uh kepka shoffley twice uh, Matt Kuchar a couple of times, Bryson DeChambeau, who, uh, you know, there was a lot of speculation about DeChambeau. Was he overthinking everything? Well, right now he's looking, <laughs> he's looking like uh, he's doing okay as far as the thinking man's game. I think that I'm, he and Tiger start, yeah. were played together uh, the first day on the practice round at the, uh, uh, the match play this week. They're good buddies, and I think it's just because the way they think about the game. Well, I think I think Tiger enjoys enjoys him because he he thinks at a different level than most players. Yeah, and yeah. which uh, which was Tiger's advantage too, I think. Yeah, and he, he he's he's so passionate about his uh, what he does and how he goes about it, and uh, is just different. I don't know if you caught the the Faraday interview with him, but it was it was great, <laughs> great TV. Yeah, yeah. Justin Rose is one again. He was the best in the world last year. Ricky Fowler, fan favorite, wins the waste management. Uh, Charles Howell, kind of a, there's been a lot of feel-good stories, too. Charles Howell III has been a top 10 guy for years and years and years and literally never wins, (laughs) almost never, and he won this year. so Third win of his career. Yeah. That was down at Sea Island where yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah exactly. But he, you know, he's, he third win of his career, but he's on, in the top fifteen all-time money list. Yeah, yeah. John Rahm won. Uh, uh, Phil Mickelson, another kind of a feel-good story. Is an older guy than Jim Furyk almost wins uh, in the tournament that McElroy won. Yeah, the the Players' Championship. You get two guys in their late forties, and that's what we're saying about attacking the game and being consistent. You know, Furyk's kind of a picture of consistency. Phil is kind of a picture of inconsistency, but always finds ways to win. And uh, it's and the short Kuchers kind of considered a a short knock by in the old uh, ver, you know verbiage. Right. Uh, he's won a couple times, so they're finding their way around. That's for sure. Yeah, I'll tell you, it was something that's amazing about Mickelson. He's f- forty eight years old. His clubhead speed is uh, the fastest it's been in fifteen years. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's really, he, he's, uh, if you follow him on social media, he's posted so many great kind of funny videos recently, but yeah. he, he is really committed to his, his fitness level and he's really been, he's really gotten into the speed training, which, um, you know, just generally working out for golf will not increase, increase your distance. 
And I, I think there's a fallacy there that people think, oh, I'm going to work out and that's going to help my distance. Yeah. Which, which isn't the case. Um, but doing the speed training, which we're going to have a segment in the next couple weeks on, uh, definitely works. And, and Mickelson is, is proof of that. And he, his, his average clubhead speed is up about seven, eight miles an hour from two years ago. Unheard of. Which is is amazing in itself, but seven, eight miles an hour is is twenty five to thirty yards, which is huge. Yeah. So I, we were talking about Faraday and I saw the uh, Kepka episode was here just two weeks ago too, and he was on that exact same subject. Yeah. And Faraday said, Would you rather know how to score or would you rather have speed? He said you can learn how to score. I'd rather have speed. It's, and he, in his mind, it's, he said it's much more important. Yeah. And of course, he's a masher. Got great uh, club head speed. So. Yeah. Well, it's 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 the biggest indicator of potential. And uh, you know, when I work with kids, uh, for instance, I, I had I've been working with this young girl. Uh, she's in ninth grade. She's fairly new to the game, but she her driver club head speed is almost ninety miles an hour. Wow. Which the LPGA Tour average is ninety four miles an hour. <laughs> so I mean, the, the, this is a girl who she doesn't have a lot of experience playing, but she can hit it much longer than the average high school player. She just on that alone, she's going to be able to, you know, be a very good high school player. And if she commits to playing, I mean, you know, in a couple of years' time, she could, you know, be one of the best players in the state because she she's already in the top, say. Five percent of all high school girls in the state of Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in the coming weeks, we're going to have uh, we're going to try to talk to local pros and local uh, local area resorts as well, because a lot of the resorts in the area have made uh, really cool improvements, and we'll we'll get people in to talk about that, including Eric Peterson today uh, with uh, with Craigans uh, Rules guys. We've got uh, teaching pros from around the country. T- uh, a lot of Chris's. Uh, uh, colleagues that he uh, finds uh, for us on the show, and uh, you've got a couple guys coming up that we've never had before in the next few weeks. That'll yeah. be fun. Uh, rules, rules, rules this year. So we'll try to get some of that done early in the year because, uh, uh, well, you like to know the rules when you go out to play <laughs> because because there's going to be somebody in your foursome that knows every one of them, <laughs> and it's frustrating when they go, "You can't do that." Yeah. Like, just tell me. There you Just go. Tell me what it is. <laughs> and the USGA, uh, uh, God love them, seems like they've got everybody confused again. Well, it's 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 <laughs> it's been interesting how the rules of golf have dominated a lot of the headlines this year. So uh, we're going to have some interesting segments on that, and hopefully, hopefully, as people get used to these rules, that'll that that'll kind of go away because it's. Uh, uh, it's more about the game than the rules. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So we'll be back uh, with Eric Peterson and also uh, Chris, a uh, colleague of yours, Brian James uh, from Buffalo, New York. Uh, kind of a funny guy, you said, came to the world of golf late, and he's kind of entertaining. Yeah, Brian Jacobs, he's from Buffalo, New York, and um, a great teacher. He's uh, uh he used to be a stand-up comic, uh, played college <laughs> football, nice, and uh, kind of took a different route to the game than a lot of a lot of the teaching pros I know. But uh, really, a great guy and a very passionate instructor. So he's going to share some ideas with us about uh, kind of getting your spring off to a good start. Okay, good. You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. 
Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 2019 edition just underway, so we're anxious for the golf season to get here and uh, uh, the resort season to get here. Got a special guest with us, uh, Eric Peterson, General Manager of Craigens Resort and Golf Course. Uh, Eric, good to talk to you again. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, good to be uh, good to have Lakes, Woods, and Irons back on the air with uh, with you guys. Means the spring is closing in. Eric, I, <laughs> I think this is your is this your first time on the show? I believe it's the second. I think second. it was definitely on the, one of the first episodes. Yeah, first year, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's been at least a year since I've been on. Well, I'm glad, we're glad to have you back and uh, we're the golf season is fast approaching. Absolutely, so, it'll be on upon us in no time here. You know, I think we're uh, at Craigens. We're scheduled to the Legacy. We're hopefully going to open uh, April twelfth. Is what the the plan is, if uh, if all goes well. Correct? Yeah, that's our target. Uh, is that that week? You know, to get open. So, watch. Uh, is it the uh, Masters the week before there, or is it uh, that weekend? Yeah, yeah, that weekend. Yeah, yeah. Get uh, come out and uh, watch a little golf and uh, play a little golf. Absolutely. Eric, for people who think that you just rest on your laurels out there from uh, October through April, uh, you've got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple of big projects going on, and I appreciate you having me on to talk about a couple of them. But uh, kind of the first one, you know, we want to mention is our uh, our housing development. We're putting in a uh, 38 home uh, individual uh, residence home development called Legacy Village, which is uh, adjacent to the Legacy Golf Course. So it's actually right on County Road 70, which is the same road that you turn into the Legacy Golf Course on. So you just go past the Legacy Golf Course, um, past hole number nine of Bobby's, and then that's where the development is. We have about uh, 25 acres. We're putting in 38 home sites, and it's going to be, uh, you know, a uh, single-family homes. Most are going to be one-level living. Um, there's a big uh, deficiency of that one-level living in the Brainerd Lakes area. And so uh, of the 38 homes, I think 11 of them are set up real well for walkouts or lookout kind of basements. The other ones are going to be your kind of your one-level living, two- and three-bedroom with uh, sun porch, uh, two- and three-car garage kind of options for people to uh, to look at. So um, our main market is those people kind of downsizing, whether it be off the lake or uh, from their larger home maybe in the in town, and they're looking for uh, kind of that East Gull Lake or that uh, golf lifestyle, if you will. Sure, fantastic idea. Yeah. yeah. Such a great location, and when you think about within a couple-minute golf t- cart ride, all the amenities you have uh, between, you know, all of Craigan's golf courses, all of Madden's golf courses, you've got four or five, six restaurants, you know, within a golf cart ride. What what a great location and concept. Absolutely, and that's what we're marketing, you know. We, there are not many, there in the state of Minnesota, there's like, you know, I can't think of another comparable one where you can get to 108 holes of golf, eight or nine different restaurants, certainly in the summertime, all by your golf cart, all connected through the uh, city trail system that East Gull Lake has set up. And, uh, you know, again, for people who want to be keep that active lifestyle, you know, you got so much right next to you. Um, even if you're moving off the lake, you got the amenities of the two resorts. I know here at Craigens we have eight 
pontoons that we update every few years, so you always have access to those kind of uh, rental availability. Um, we're actually uh, having some of our facilities um, be part of the uh, purchase, so you get to come over and use some of the facilities over at Craigans, whether it be our, our pools or our beachfront, um, discounts on our, uh, our restaurants as well as our pontoon rentals and things like that. So there's just a, uh, it will be a wonderful uh, lifestyle opportunity for people. We just started selling, uh, um, went to market. We're just on the MLS now um, uh, as far as uh, listing through a realtor. But uh, in the last, uh, well, since we've started now, I actually have, I believe, uh, five of my lots reserved. Uh, I got about three or four homes that will be started here in about three to four weeks. So we're going to jumpstart this uh, development like uh, right away. Wow, that's great. What 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 do the homes start at, Eric, price wise? Yeah, our, our homes are kind of right in the mid three hundred range. Um, I think you know our most common floor plan that I'll share with you is going to be our three bedroom floor plan. It's about eighteen hundred square feet. Um, has a master bedroom suite. Has two bathrooms, so one in the master bedroom, one in the common area. Um, large, uh, you know, open floor plan with your living room, kitchen, dining room, vaulted ceilings, nine foot. Uh, nine-foot walls throughout the building, um, that kind of real nice feel. And that one starts out at uh, 365 for that one, and that does come with, you know, your granite countertop finishes and things like that. Nice. And is it part of association? Will your lawn care and snow removal and that type of thing be taken care of? Or Yeah, absolutely. It is. We are touting it as kind of maintenance-free living. Um, so those that want to spend their time uh, playing on the golf course or, you know, doing other things in the summertime, all of your lawn maintenance is taken care of as far as your mowing, uh, lawn cleanup, spring, fall, irrigation system is part of the association, so that's taken care of. Um, we're on the city sewer, and we have a universal water system as well. So a lot of those uh, things that go wrong maybe or a lot of that extra work that you have as a homeowner, you won't have in this development. Um, also, the snow removal from sidewalk um, to street is all taken care of uh, throughout the winter, um, so you don't have to worry about that. And our homeowner's fees, we're trying to keep them real low. We're looking at about $150 a month in as far as homeowner's fees, and that's going to cover all of that uh, all of that maintenance around your house. Boy, not bad at all. And no. who would uh, people get a hold of first if they're interested in something like that, Eric? Well, I'm taking a lot of the initial calls directly myself, so yeah. people could sure reach out to me. Um, we do have a, uh, a direct phone line to me, and that number is uh, 218-833-2535. Uh, or they can email me here at Craigans at epeterson at craigans.com. Um, love to, even if they just want to learn more about it, usually I just sit down, have an introductory meeting, give you a little bit more of an overview. Um, we do have a website as well, and that's called, that's at legacyvillagemn.com, and they can get some more information about the development. But like you say, I'd love to sit down with you, tell you what we're doing, tell you what we're building, and uh, Again, if you're interested, we'll uh, we'll take you to that next level. Nice. Craigans had a big announcement uh, last week uh, about a new purchase. Tell tell us about that. Yeah, 
Yeah, we uh, actually just right around the end of last year, so end of 2018, we were approached with the opportunity to purchase uh, the business that was the Destiny Cruise boat that was on Gull Lake for the last uh, four years. And that is the large, um, what would you call it, a charter boat or um, party boat that uh, can hold up to 120 people. And it's a beautiful boat. And we actually did uh, buy the business and the boat, and we will be relocating from uh, where they had a dock at Ernie's, and we'll be relocating that to the front of our resort and operating uh, as and changing the name to Gull Lake Cruises. So we're going to operate very similar to what they've done in the past. You know, they have a great reputation as far as uh, all the great private events they do, as well as their themed cruises with uh, entertainment and dinner cruises and afternoon and evenings and all different uh, options for the public to come out and uh, explore Gull Lake while having a, either a meal or uh, or just, uh, like you say, a sightseeing tour on, on Gull Lake as well. So we're excited about that. We think it's going to be a, a wonderful amenity, not only for our guests, but we look forward to promoting it to the, uh, to the locals and everybody else who's coming up and enjoying the Brainerd area. Yeah, for sure. So when, when will that start uh, start operating? Well, we're uh, looking at uh, as soon as the ice comes out, we're going to move the dock over here so we can move the boat uh, over here and get going. So I would say from by Memorial Day weekend is kind of our looking to be our grand opening of Gullet Cruises, and then we'll run that throughout the uh, um, early into uh, October with our primary real core season is going to be July and August, where we'll have that uh, have the boat going out probably uh, you know upwards of 15, 16 times a week that it'll be going out on various trips that people we'll have an opportunity to get on on board oh, that sounds great well eric golf season closing upon us very quickly hopefully what uh what do you got going on at the legacy well legacy is going we're setting up to have a wonderful year again i know our membership sales are up um i talked to uh chuck klikatsky and tim johnson over there uh and they're saying our league numbers are looking uh, very strong but we certainly are still uh, taking the locals if they want to um, look into for a a great league opportunity. I know our men's league on Thursday night is uh, always is the most popular and the busiest league that we have in the area. And I think we're shooting for, hoping to have 24 teams in that league. Our ladies league on Monday nights is always a, a fun time to get out. So we have a lot of those things going on. And then uh, certainly our uh, uh, connection with the resort and our golf package business looks really good. And then, of course, Chris, I know you have... Uh, uh, a very full schedule and uh, and some new things going on with uh, with your teaching program as well out here at the Legacy. Yeah, we're uh, we're excited to get get started. We've added a new instructor, Ryan Sharp, who's going to be a great addition to our uh, instruction staff and all our junior programs, and uh, it's going to be a great season. Yeah, I know you had uh, the way from the numbers I saw. You know, I kind of sit up above and look at the numbers, but looking at our merchandise sales and our club sales, uh, I have no doubt that last year was. Uh, had to be a record uh, equipment sales year for you, and I know they're they're always coming out with new equipment, so you got to stay up with that. Yeah, there's there's some great great new stuff out. So something's got to make me better, Eric. <laughs> well, Mac, I mean, has it been like a couple years since you got new equipment? Now you're outdated. More than one or two, it's time. There's new stuff in 2019. Here. Uh, Eric, thanks for taking the time today. We sure appreciate it. You know you're a busy man, boy, and it's uh, not slowing down at all, but what a great uh, great opportunity for folks with the Legacy 
Village, and then the uh, the boat going out on the lake as well. Just a couple of cool new additions at Craggins. Well, thanks so much. It definitely is an exciting time here at Craggins. We uh, we're definitely in a uh, in a refurbish, re uh, rebuild, uh, reinvigorate kind of what we're doing here at uh, the whole resort. So it's uh, certainly fun to come to work every day, and uh, definitely look forward to talking to people more about uh, the new stuff that we have. All right, that's Eric Peterson, General Manager of Craigens Resort and uh, Golf Course, and you're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. want to welcome to the show uh, Brian Jacobs from Rochester, New York. Brian's a, a great friend and a great teacher and, uh, and one of the funniest guys I know in the golf business. Brian, welcome to the show. Chris, thanks so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Tell us, uh, tell us a little about your academy in the, in Rochester, and uh, a little bit about your background. You know, you get you, you've kind of come to golf uh, late and done a lot of things before you were a golf professional. And uh, give us a little of your background. Sure. Uh, I did not start out in golf. I actually uh, was a football, baseball guy in high school, and then played football in college. And then uh, got a degree in uh, education, so I uh, went the education route. So I taught in the inner city of Rochester for for 30 years. I just retired recently in in June, and said I retired to golf. But at the same time, I was uh, building my business, and so we I worked for uh, ESPN Golf Schools and, and worked at some local clubs here in, in Rochester, uh, just learning their business and and. And learned very quickly that I wasn't going to be a head professional or didn't want to be one, that my background was teaching. So um, I started my own, my own brand in 2000, and, and since then I've, I've had a number of different academies and um, was signed with the Golf Channel about four years ago. And, and so um, throughout my life I've done a lot of different things. Uh, um, done stand-up comedy professionally, and I worked in sales and um, taught health education, and and um, you know, kind of traveled the continental United States and and uh, some of the world uh, at the same time. And so it's been an awesome experience. Uh, so I can relate and talk to people at a lot of different levels, which is has put me where I am today. You yeah, know, it's a successful academy and. And just enjoying my life. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that makes you a great coach. If you, you've experienced so many things outside of golf and dealt with so many people, that uh, that all that all that brings to your uh, your coaching is great. Right. Thank you. Thanks. It's been fun for sure. So, Brian, being being in Rochester, New York, you're kind of in the in the shape we are right now. Just moving right. into the golf season, we got the Masters coming up in uh, in another week, and that, exciting there. So, what, tell us. Uh, you know, my students. I'm trying to get them out and ready for the season. Well, give us, uh, give us an idea of what you're doing with your students right now, and what uh, what these folks in Minnesota can do to get uh, get the golf season off to a good start. Right. Well, if they haven't done anything all winter, um, I would love to be able to turn the clock back. Our season here, um, for me, never really ends. I'm very fortunate. I've always taught indoors. Um, but I think the most important thing we try to make our students is if they're not going to do indoor instruction with us, we try to get them into a wellness program. Um, I've been very fortunate to be able to partner with a good friend for the last 20 years who has a physical therapy business. And so we do um, wellness seminars and we also have training for the athletes and for the students to come in. And we use True Stretch with them, which is it's kind of like a cage and you have a number of different stretches and we really want our athletes to stay supple and to stay mobile 
And then also we encourage them if they're not going to do, you know, indoor instruction to get a club in their hand every day, whether it be a putter. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to endorse products on, uh, on your show, but, oh, uh, sure. oh, good. We use a lot of online, uh, or a lot of eyeline products for yeah, putting. We do as well. Um, yeah. It's just, um, if they're, if they're only going to do one thing, you know, and that's all they can do, they're limited to, uh, we, we want them to putt. Um, we use the, uh, speed trap quite a bit too, uh, have a number of students who travel, uh, so they'll have it, they'll bring it with them in their suitcase, it's, and they'll have a, a club, and they'll use it in their hotel room. So there, there's things that you can do um, where you're you're working on your game and not necessarily hitting balls. Uh, we have used K-Motion. Um, I just got back again from training with K-Player and K-Motion, and, and so we do assessments with them, and then we figure out what they need to work on, and we make them mobile in those areas and, and the people get very committed to the programs, which is great. T- t- tell us what, what, what is K motion? What, what is that? Well, K motion is 3d. Um, so you can actually, uh, see how your segments of your body work, whether it's your pelvis or whether it's your, uh, hand at impact. And we can actually take an avatar of that person and put them into motion and either link that motion all together to work in three or four or seven different areas or we can isolate one area, like let's say they don't have enough uh, shoulder rotation. There are certain ranges that um, people need to be in to be effective as they move the golf club. Um, so we can work on their bodies and help them help them move a little bit better. And they can train right on K-Motion without even having a club in their hand. They can come in and, and we'll set them up in the vest and the, and the pelvic strap and, and get them moving. Well, that sounds neat. You know, it's... Uh... One of my favorite saying is, it sayings is a, uh, a goal without a plan is nothing but a dream. That's so, the truth. <laughs> so you're uh, so you're using that that technology to basically put together a plan for them. We do, yeah. And the cool thing about the new uh, systems is it has a lot of TPI assessments in there. So all the physical therapists at the facility where my indoor is now. Um, they all have TPI certifications. So I'm coming back. Actually, today we're doing a quick seminar this afternoon after I get done with instruction to give them the updates on what's happening. And and uh, there's exercises that are built into that program where a person can be assessed very, very quickly, and then they'll have a range of motor patterns or, or motor movements that they can do um, on their own uh, with, the, with or without the cave on. And the pelvic strap, and, and um, you know they can get better. Um, it doesn't cost a million dollars, which is great. And they're still working on their golf game. It's just not hitting balls. And and I know in the winter time, we're very very fortunate up here. You know we have a couple of uh, areas where we have simulators, so people come in and they play and practice, and, and it's been great. And, and we use golf on. And I don't know if you're. Listeners are familiar, but it's uh, the premium experience has a uh, hydraulic deck, and so it'll move it to uphill, side hill lies, or undulating lies, and um, the practice areas are uh, just phenomenal in that system. And you get an account, so every uh, every time you hit a shot, you get a video, and we can show the players what to look for. And so as they come into practice, um, they're on point, you know, all the time. Yeah, that's really cool. It's cool. So, Brian, one of the things that I found, you know, is people, they only have a limited amount of time to work on their game. Yep. And um, 
you know, when you take when they go through a TPI assessment or go through the KVS assessment, and uh, if they have X number of hours to devote to golf, and so they they go, well, I could exercise, I could work on you know my swing, I could work, mm-hmm. you know, how do you, how do you evaluate and say, hey, this is the low hanging fruit, and this is where right. you need to spend your time. Right. I think for me personally. Uh, coming kind of from the fitness you know realm or from the health realm i'm always looking at wellness well what's going to make that person most well well movement to me makes people most well so what specific movements do they need to do can we work on shoulder rotation with the club at the same time and kind of kill two two birds with one stone or is it something where this person can't move properly so it doesn't matter if they have a club or if they're going to hit balls, they can't move properly. So we try to look, I'm sure like you do, we look at the chain and say, all right, if their footwork is bad, it's going to move up to their knees or their pelvis, and then it's going to move to their shoulders and their arms and their hands. So no matter what we do with the golf club, we're not going to be able to move it properly. So we would spend time on their wellness, on their movement, on their mobility, which would literally take 10 minutes a day. Most people are doing nothing, so something is better than nothing. And then we could take the next 10 minutes and just work on their their golf swing and slow motor pattern. So if they dedicate 20 minutes a day, you know, seven days a week to that, you're looking at 140 minutes. So you're looking at a little over two hours of their day. And some people literally will say, well, I don't have the time to do that. Well, get up 15 minutes early. What does it mean to you? You're, You're paying me. $10,000 a year to be better, but you can't be better if you don't buy in, if you're not committed, um, you know, to that. So uh, typically, and I would say this is probably across the board, even with your students, um, getting them to practice and practice properly is very, very difficult, you know, without supervision. Yeah. Um, But again, saying, look, we're looking at wellness. These are the things that we want you to do. This is the way your motor pattern is going to change. And this is what's going to help you get the club in the right position. If you want to have more mobility, more depth in your swing, more speed. Um, and people are obsessed with speed right now. Um, if I can go on a tangent a little bit, um, you know, a lot of instructors are, are drinking the Kool-Aid with a lot of the speed products, which is great. Yeah. But what's really happening with that person is they're actually moving for the first time in their life. They're starting to sequence instead of saying, I'm in good enough shape to play golf. I, I don't think people understand the injury prevention side of this, you know, the mm-hmm. movement and the mobility and the stability, that if you do this stuff, you're not going to get injured. You're going to be well. Um, you're going to play better. You're going to think better. Your life is going to be better outside of the golf course, too. Like your wives might actually like you, you know? <laughs> that's right. Because yeah, <laughs> you, you'll be happy. <laughs> that's right. You know, the, the, you bring up a great point in that, um, you know, I always, I always tell people, you know, doing golf fitness is probably not going to have an impact on uh, club head speed. Uh, that's, a, that's a different training regimen. But, right. you know, any... What's great about golf fitness is it is it's great for your life in general because any, anything you can get up and move is is going to be good for you and it's going to be good for your golf game. Right. But on on the speed side of things, what are you? Um, what what are you doing for speed training? What what are you doing to help players? That 
I, I have seen some great stuff and, and used stuff last year uh, with mock speed. Uh, Mike Romatowski, mm-hmm. he's out of San Antonio, and I've never done any certifications or anything. I've talked to a, a friend of ours, Dave Ogren, about it, and he's you know he's in there doing just speed and rotation training all the time. So all I got was one of his devices. It's, it's a club with a chain on it, a three chain or a two chain system. And I did great with that last year. I started at 105 or 103 uh, club head speed, and I topped out at 121. Wow. And I, and, But I could get 111 on a golf ball. And then I purposely, this winter, I haven't done any speed training, but uh, all I've done is mobility, and I'm down to 103 again. So it says to me um, the gains are not uh, permanent, number one. And it's just to me, my own study. And then number two, I have to maintain that level of intensity, and I have to keep doing that. And it literally is three days a week, eight minutes each time. So you do it for 10 days straight, the protocol, and then it's just three days from there. And uh, I never hit it any better than I've ever hit it last year. I'm turning 58, and I hit it way farther than I've ever hit it at 50, 56 and 57. Um, so I'm kind of a tester guy. Uh, I'm, you know, if I gain more mass, like if I gain weight, am I going to hit it farther? Well, it actually makes me slower. Yeah. Um, but if I get too light, I'm too, I'm not fast enough either. So I kind of have this, this weight that I'm good at and it's about 218 and I sit at about 225 or 220. And you know, as you get teaching, you start to emaciate, you know, you start to like, you know, get down to 185, you know, and you're like dying. Yeah. And you can't get enough calories. So, and I know I'm on a little bit of a tangent, but if people really pay attention to their wellness and to their bodies, um, it's incredible the gains that you can make just by limiting caffeine, limiting alcohol, or not having it at all. You know, 10 minutes a day of training and not treadmill. I mean, like mobility training, like flex, you know, um, working on your flexibility, on extension and flexion. Um, in your back and, and uh, working on your soleus near your calf and some an ankle mobility. Many of our players don't have any ankle mobility at all. How can they move if if they can't move their ankles properly? And, right. and so it's um it's very very interesting and and people think they have to look like Dustin Johnson or you know DJ or um, Jason Day or you know Brooks Kepka to be a player. Those guys choose to look the way they look. Um, you know, they can get in there and, like I said, any movement is going to be good. Even if it's just getting off the couch and, and you know, walking seven times to the refrigerator instead of one, <laughs> it's still going to be better for you. No, that's, well, that's great stuff, Brian. Well, I really appreciate coming on the show. If, if people want to find out about more about you and your academy, where can they, uh, can they find all that information? Sure, they can go to my website at brianjacobsgolf.com or they can find me on Instagram, Twitter, at brianjacobsgolf. And I'd love to hear from them. They can contact me anytime, send videos, and and uh, love to interact with people. Awesome. Well, Brian, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, good luck with the start of the season here. and uh, Thank you. You too. We'll, we'll, we'll look forward to having you back on real soon. Yeah, that'd be great, Chris. We got to make the segment an hour. That's right. <laughs> you and I can <laughs> I do that pretty forever. easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity, and, and uh, 
hopefully have great weather in Minnesota soon. Yes. That was Brian Jacobs from the Brian Jacobs Golf Academy in Rochester, New York. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. And once again, time for our Hungry Hunter segment here on the show. Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon joins us once again. Very interesting recipe this week, Joel. Uh, we go the pheasant route with cola glazed pheasant, as in Coca-Cola. That's right. We're gonna, and you want to go Pepsi Cola? You can do Pepsi Cola, but we're <laughs> RC, any, <laughs> RC any kind of cola you can think of. So we're gonna start off. We're gonna make our sauce. So we'll get some Coca-Cola. You know, about a one and a half cup. So it should be you know right around a can of cola. Brown sugar, tomato paste. Throw in some garlic. Got to have a little bit of sriracha in there. Uh, some smoky paprika and some liquid smoke. So we're gonna pour all that into a saucepan, and we'll get that up to a boil. Let that cook for five to ten minutes. You know, as you cook it, it's going to reduce down a little bit. That sugar is going to caramelize in there. It's going to start to thicken up on its own. So cook that, you know, probably five to ten minutes just so it starts to thicken up and come together a little bit. And we'll set that aside. We'll take our pheasant breasts. We'll get them all nice and cleaned up. And we're going to get our grill nice and hot, you know, about a medium-high heat. Put a little salt and pepper on your pheasant breast. Take them out to the grill. Throw them on skin side down. And let those cook for, you know, two to three minutes per side, depending on how thick they are. After we flip them over, then we're going to glaze them with the with our cola. Let that cola cook on there a little bit. You know, if you got to flip it over, glaze the other side. You know, we really want to get all that glaze on there. We want to let it set in, get it nice and nice and crispy on there. And we can pull them off, and you can serve this with you know some kind of side of rice or you, know, you got some veggies going on. Can't do anything with this. I would imagine too. We got we're about a month out here for spring turkey. Somebody with turkey breasts, you could do something like this. Yeah, any it. any kind of game bird is this is going to work great for. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Well, if you want to give it a try, head to our website, uh, BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Click on the recipes tab. You got this recipe and a ton of other ones that Joel shared with us. Uh, cola glazed pheasant, our hungry hunter recipe for this week. Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, three seventy one North and Baxter. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, Brian. And that will wrap up this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 right here on B93.3. Don't forget, you can stream the live show if you're away from your radio or out of town at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. You can also find the show on demand there. And, of course, we're all over the podcast network, whether it be iTunes, Podcast One, wherever you download podcasts. Search Brainerd Outdoors. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We would appreciate that as well. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Vermal Shoe Store, Randall, Newman Construction, Thielen Meats, and Little Falls, SCR Northern, the guys who answer the phone, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, your Ice Castle dealer in Pine River, Dotsler Power Equipment of Aiken, Tracker Boating Center of Brainerd, Oars and Mine and Crosby, Bimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shops, The Power Lodge, S&W Bait and Tackle, Crow Wing Recycling, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon just after 7 Saturday mornings, Sunday evening at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 for another edition of Brain It Outdoors right here on B93.3.